This is John Martinka, and in our series of podcasts, I have the pleasure today to be speaking with Chris Gislow, the Vice President of the Fury Group. The Fury Group is Seattle's premier public relations firm. Uh, they will be 40 years old in 2021. They are a West Coast or Western U.S. firm now, going from Anchorage to San Diego and even over to Denver. So, Chris, welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me today. You know, you work with a lot of different clients. What have you learned that what they've done, what you've done at the Fury Group, that can help others? I think, as, as most people have probably found, that this year has been one of profound change in so many ways, in the ways that we do business, we approach our our clients, our customers, our different audiences. And within that change, I think the clients and also looking at our own firm where we've been the most successful is um, taking that moment to just take a deep breath, but then pushing forward on all the innovation and changes we've talked about as nice to have or want to have, or wouldn't it be nice? And actually bringing those to the forefront and making those happen now, because you never know whenever those moments are gonna completely upend your business model or upend the consumers that are trying to get to you. So taking that pause to, to look at the market and see where you are, but then pushing forward with everything you were planning to do, but never had the chance to do. So when you say the you know innovation, uh, is that with technology or is it non-technology things also? I think it's a little bit of both. So on the retail side of things, our clients that are more in that space, um, we've really encouraged them to embrace uh, digital and uh, low to no, no barrier to entry technologies. Um, so for them, you know, curbside pickup, ordering online, um, really easy transactions where you have the um, pay wave technology where you just touch your phone or your card to the terminal. Those are still going to be here after we all go back to whatever this new normal looks like in 2021 and beyond, and consumers are going to be asking for it. So those that have invested in that and made that a priority from a non-technology side, as well as technology included, they're going to have an advantage. Um, you know, I think for us, uh, our personally, our, our firm is looking at um, what does life look like uh, with an office here in Seattle, but with no limits on where we can grab technology and talent? Um, so we've, since the pandemic has started, one of our team members has moved to New York. Um, another we've hired based out of Colorado, another in Nebraska, potentially another one in Nevada in the coming weeks. So for us, we're looking at this as a no barrier way to get the best talent out there um, to make us an even better firm. Okay. Let's digress a little bit from this talk about what's going on. Uh, what are the most interesting projects you guys have been working on in 2020? Yeah, so we've been, uh, we've done a lot in the um, healthcare space. Um, so that's just been interesting to see how different organizations have approached it from major hospitals that have had to completely upend their operations, their functions, their day-to-day -day focus areas down to assisted living communities, which have completely had to redefine their marketing and business model of how they keep their residents safe, but also the amenities that they offer in a COVID world. So that's been interesting from a storytelling standpoint to see how those operations have changed. 
Um, we've also been lucky enough to be a partner with one of the biggest sports stories of the year um, in the Seattle Kraken, which is the newest National Hockey League franchise, which is going to be starting in 2021. So we partnered with them to take the creative that they've been doing on creating a brand new arena under a, under a roof that was built in 1962, um, now known as Climate Pledge Arena. So helping them tell the story of construction during COVID the new name and the value proposition of what it means to be a zero carbon arena uh, and what that can be from a, from a thought leadership standpoint to announcing the very name, the Seattle Kraken, doing that in a socially distanced way uh, whenever previously the plans have been to have a lot of fans and have these big events. So that I will say is a credit to that organization, but being alongside them to figure out how they do this and having successful announcements has been a really cool part of our journey. Okay, that's really great. You know, you mentioned about assisted living and you talked about safety. Uh, what, what have you seen in general with the way your clients and even you at the Fury Group uh, have done for employees to keep them safe? I, I think it's obvious if employees don't feel safe, they're not going to want to come to work. Uh, if they leave the job, there's turnover and that's expensive. So what have you seen? Yeah, I mean, for us, um, we already announced so in in the spring we went ahead and just announced that we were not going to be coming back to the office in any form through the end of 2020 that was just something that we did proactively because we wanted to give our employees certainty um, we wanted to give them the comfort of knowing no matter what happened the ups and the downs we were going to be able to work remotely that was a privilege that we had and something that we could easily continue uh, and then uh, this summer we went ahead and said no we're going to extend it out to july 2021 there's no need for us to be in our office um, next year. Uh, even if there's a vaccine that moves forward in the way we think it's going to move forward, we're just still continuing down that road of trying to give our employees the certainty. And I think that's been a benefit for them because they haven't had to worry about what that's going to look like. We have a lot of younger employees that use public transit as their main source of getting to work and weren't comfortable doing that at the moment or, or even in the future until things have kind of gotten to that herd immunity stage with the vaccine. So um, for us, that's been the easiest way to do it. And it's actually helped us refocus what our office may look like in the future. On the client side, we have clients though that, you know, in the assisted living community, the hospital community, the construction community who can't do that, you know, it'd be a complete pause on their businesses. And what we've really tried to do is help them look at, you know, what's required from a public health standpoint, what do they need to be doing to communicate the values that they're taking how it matches up against their company values, and then what that messaging looks like to employees. And what we're, we're saying is communicate often, be very transparent about what you're doing, the steps you're taking, and what you expect employees to, to do on the flip side to help maintain a safe work environment. And those that have really embraced that and are very open and transparent with their organizations have been the most successful, I would say. With your firm working completely remotely, has it affected collaboration at all? I mean, there is a lot of talk, you know, the old ideas come from around the water cooler in the old days. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's different. It's not necessarily that it's limited collaboration. We've just had to find new ways to do it. Um, so for us, that evolves in using tools like Slack, 
Um, Slack has completely replaced our internal email chains to allow for brainstorming sessions. And I think it's actually interesting because it allows people to engage whenever it works best for them. So for me, I'm more efficient from 7 a.m. to probably 10 a.m. than I am going to be at 3 p.m. To, to 5 p.m. So if I go in in the morning and I contribute to a brainstorm chain that's going on on Slack, my ideas are going to be 10 times better. And so we're kind of trying to meet our people where they're at. Um, you know, I think over the long run, we're looking at how do we still make um, in-person encounters something that is of value so we can get that face-to-face -face interaction that you can't replace. But I don't think we're seeing ourselves being barriered by an in-office environment from a creativity standpoint. We're gonna finish this year um, on par, if not better than where we were last year, which was our best year in company history. So, and we have ambitious goals for 2021 with growth plans um, trying to, to grow even more. So let's finish up. What are your, your clients looking at in 2021 and any other, you know, final thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah, I think for our clients, what they're looking at is um, the, the phrase that we've heard so much is the new normal. You know, what does the new normal of 2021 look like? And how do we take the positive innovations that have come out of this time? And how do we implement those so that they're permanent? I think that you're going to see, as I talked about earlier, consumers that have expected curbside pickup that have expected a seamless online ordering experience, that have seen reduced friction that you know previously businesses haven't been as interested in engaging with. I think that there's gonna be a consumer demand for those to continue. So those that invest in that are gonna be uh, are gonna be ahead of the game going into this uh, and expecting things not to go back to the way they were. Um, I would also encourage you know, organizations to build in opportunities this next year to, to have these types of pauses that we've seen this year. Again, make sure that innovation is the forefront of what you're trying to do so that the next time you have to have a pause, whether it's as dramatic as it was in 2020 or an economic shift or a technology shift, that you're ready to go and you have new ways to meet your customers where they're at or get new customers along the way. Okay. Well, Chris, I appreciate your thoughts, insights. Uh, wish you well in the holiday season and into 2021 and the 40th year and uh, doesn't look like there's going to be a big celebration at the new arena for your 40 years, but uh, congratulations. Thanks, John. Appreciate it and appreciate the opportunity. Happy holidays to you too.